first question I wanted to ask you was, so we, we were having was it dinner with Martin Nowak. Right. And, uh, um, and we got into an interesting conversation where you were talking about, um, and you, could, you, you have to describe it, but the, is it the Turing model ability of the universe? So how the Turing hypothesis. The Turing hypothesis. Right. So can, can you describe that in your position on it? So the Turing hypothesis is that there is a class of computing machines, um, of which the Turing machine is the sort of exemplar that are completely equivalent in what they can compute. And the hypothesis is, um, so they're basically what we consider general purpose universal computing systems that can all simulate each other. And the Turing hypothesis is, is that any machine that you build in the physical world will never be more powerful than the Turing machine. Okay. So, in other words, in a sense, that in some fundamental way, that class of machines corresponds to what the universe can do. <laughs> so, one of the implications of that is that you and I are Turing machines. Mm-hmm. For example, or at least we're no more powerful than the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a technicality where that we actually have limited memory, so we're not quite Turing machines. Mm-hmm. Turing machines sort of assume that you have as much you access to data as you want. Exactly. Okay. So, um, and and what he did is he showed that you could take. He actually started with a human and took away uh, a lot of things that make them human first turned them into sort of a mindless bureaucrat following rules, and then took away all their ledgers and replaced it with a little piece of tape, and, you know, to, and basically made something less and less human until he got um, the construct that we call a Turing machine, which was a very simple automaton with an infinite tape that could move back and forth. And basically he proved that anything that you can do on any kind of computing device, you can do on one of those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's at least under the Turing hypothesis. And so, what? You, so that's the first right, question: right, right. is what's the Turing hypothesis? Right. The second question is what I believe about it. And in order to answer that, I have to say something about levels of description. So I think there are interesting. Um, ways of describing the world at one level of description that can in principle ultimately be reduced to another level. But the question is whether the other level, that reduction is actually necessary to say anything mm-hmm. about the next level. So for instance, I could describe you by writing down Schrodinger's equation, mm-hmm. but I, that's not a very useful description of you. Mm-hmm. All the molecules in your body or even all the chemical interactions are, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more useful to consider you as computation mm-hmm. at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a similar sense, uh, I can describe a, a interaction of a baseball with a baseball bat in terms of Newtonian physics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in fact, that's just a level of description, and there is some tiny, tiny, in principle, probability that you know the baseball could quantum tunnel through the bat, mm-hmm. and it never happened. Mm-hmm. But you could, if you were pedantic about it, you could argue that the quantum description of the baseball and the bat was necessary, or the relativistic mm-hmm. 
description of the motion of the baseball was more accurate or something. But the truth of the matter is, it's a much easier to understand the baseball and the bat at the Newtonian level mm -hmm. than it is mm -hmm. at the relativistic level or certainly than at the quantum level. Mm -hmm. So then the question is, if when asking if the Turing hypothesis is true, mm -hmm. what level do we want to look at? So mm -hmm. do we want to look at the quantum level, for instance? Mm -hmm. And let's, let's take that specifically. So I would argue that the, it would be important to look at the quantum level if we had computations that exploited special characteristics of the quantum level. Okay. Like now we're trying to build quantum computing machines mm -hmm. that are deliberately constructed to exploit characteristics of the quantum level. Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to, say, normal computing devices, well, you know, they use quantum mechanics just like we do. You can describe them without using quantum mechanics, and you can describe how a computer works very nicely without using quantum mechanics. You can't really describe how a transistor works without using quantum mechanics. So, so if, in fact, we leave quantum mechanics out of the equation, then I believe that the Turing hypothesis is true of our universe. It's sort of a if kind of well that's that's step one okay okay so uh, there's no there's no evidence to the contrary okay now if we get to step two it's a it gets a little bit more complicated because it it depends on how we count time into the equation mm -hmm. so one of the things about the quantum universe is that it's one way you can think about it is it explores all possible paths and then finds you know, the one of maximum probability or, mm -hmm. or at least chooses one with high probability. Mm -hmm. And um, so it is certainly possible that one could construct a computing machine that could explore all possible paths simultaneously. And that would certainly be much faster than having to explore them one at a time. On the other hand, if you're only exploring them to some finite degree of precision, with enough time, you could get to the same place by exploring them at one at a time. So you could argue that even if a quantum machine is faster, it still basically can do the same things. Or you could say, well, the difference in speed is so great, like. I could come up with a computation that couldn't finish by the age of the universe on a classical machine, but could finish relatively quickly on a quantum machine, but that's a difference. So I think that that's a, mm -hmm. an argument that you might say, it might be a legitimate argument that no, the universe is more complicated. The Turing hypothesis is false, that there's some more complicated kind of machine, and you might call it a parallel Turing machine. And in fact, mm -hmm. people have talked about that as called a, a Confusingly enough, it's called a non-deterministic Turing machine, but it's a Turing machine that explores all possible paths. I mean, isn't isn't because in a way the sort of elementary view of the Turing machine is that everything is digitizable, that it's binary, and it seems like there are two things that um, uh, that the Turing machine doesn't do that well, which is I'm just sort of repeating back to see if I understand this is is probabilistic systems that aren't sort of definite in nature and are sometimes this and sometimes that and 
and it's and it's and it's somewhat somewhat more like it, I guess parallel is another way of saying it, but it's 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 not actually this, and it's only sort of that kind of. It's, it's analog is not the right word for it, but but a non-deterministic, non-exact, non-specific set of things going on. Well, let's uh, take that uh, one right, first okay. before you get to the yeah. second one, which is I think that the argument with that is that you can take any analog situation mm -hmm. or any probabilistic situation and define it to a certain level of specificity and say, I'm only interested in to this precision. Right. And beyond that, it's just it's just noise. So, now I can then I can add in the noise. Yeah. So it's true that, that there's no truly random number right. in a Turing machine. But there are things that are so, so this feels like uh, science versus engineering, right? It's it good enough to work versus absolute truth. It's because it, right. some of Martin's feeling about the yeah. his 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 reaction to your statement, I think, was almost philosophical and spiritual, right? Which is that it's but it's not purely true. Do you know what I mean? And 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 you're saying, well, it doesn't really matter beyond this point because that doesn't after that it's noise. Is that well, it depends on for what purpose does right, it matter. Right, right, right. So from an engineering standpoint, right. no, it doesn't but, matter. Maybe it matters from it, some well, philosophical but, 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 Yeah, and, and again, it gets quite philosophical because, because um, you know, I was having an argument yesterday or a discussion yesterday with Tenzin and a few others about purpose, right? So, so mm -hmm. how do you find purpose and, and, and where does that come from? And so when you say for a purpose, um, that assumes that there is a nobility of purpose, right? So I think there's a little bit of a dodge going. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I think that many people who believe in the reality of spiritual, a spiritual description of things, mm -hmm. which I think I'm one of, yeah. use quantum mechanics as a sort of convenient place to hide the soul. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, I, think, I, I, I think that's I, a dodge. Okay. I don't think that that has anything much. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that that really has anything to do with it. I think it's a little it's a little bit of a feint. <laughs> and that that you can believe in levels. I'm let, let me let me show you another place to put spirituality. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> which I think is much more robust. Okay. <laughs> and it doesn't lend itself to being, you know, just proven untrue by you know, finding more mechanism about quantum mechanics or something. But I talked before about levels of description. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, for instance, to talk about life, mm -hmm. even if you know Schrodinger's equation, um, because life, whether something is alive or dead, is an interesting property of it, even though mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's all still just a big Schrodinger's equation. So that property is not captured mm -hmm. at all by Schrodinger's equation, even right. though life is implemented by Schrodinger's equation. Mm -hmm. So you can have a level of description, something going on, which is not really particularly connected to the underlying laws. And a computer is kind of like that. It has hardware and software. It deliberately kind of separates those things. And so the software that runs on the computer can be interesting in a way that the hardware isn't. Although Neil would say that that Turing machine separation, Neil Gershenfeld would say that that was sort of the worst thing that happened to computer science, that 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 matter is computation, and by abstracting it, it made it um, uh, less robust. Have you heard his argument about that? I have heard his argument, and I, and, and, and I think that there, there's some senses in which 
we denied the physicality of things and that actually modern computation will probably bring those back in and mm -hmm. in some cases mm -hmm. and so that we'll have to sort of admit the locality of computation right. because we're in local space and so on so I kind of agree with that but I think that that takes us in a completely different right. direction than the spirituality right. thing which I think is yeah. worth well, pursuing well, one more well, well there's one, one other I can't remember who said it but um, it reminds me a little bit of Seth Lloyd's stuff which is Seth thinks of matter as computation right or mm -hmm. or and 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 now. But it was uh, um, it was this notion that uh, um, the difference between a simulation and reality um, was that, uh, and I'm trying to remember exactly, is is that if there's matter involved, so so a simulation of a tree falling versus an actual tree falling had something to do with the itness of it, the fact that it it, it had matter, and um, and and this this sort of is again another way of poking at your 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 your. Turing simulation versus reality, right? So, so assume that every getting back to the computation, the computability of a universe, right? So, so the most efficient way to compute the universe is to be the universe, right? That you would agree. As far as we know, sure. As far as we know, yeah. Um, and so, and then, and then the, and then the, I guess the meta question between you and Martin is, even if we did have something that was computationally more. Um, Powerful in the universe, he would say it's still not computable, and you're saying that it is, right? So I'm saying that we can, as far as we know, compute the universe to an arbitrary degree, compute one part of the universe to an arbitrary degree of precision using other parts of the universe as right, right, a computing right. mission. Right, right, right. And so to me, that has nothing to do with spirit. I mean, so that has nothing to do with spirituality and, and the notion that spiritual values or something like that mm -hmm. come out of or consequence of physical law mm -hmm. I think is stretching yeah I don't I, think I don't think it's so much that the spirituality at least for me comes out of that but it's it's the notion it's the difference between um, you know a, a, a so, so even though for all practical purposes, it's operating as if it were the same thing, but you're throwing off the trailing digits because you think they're insignificant for the simulation, right? At some level, if you're right. if you're eliminating all the possible mm -hmm. variables, so so in a sense, it's sort of a truncated but operational equivalent. And so, the, I think the spiritual part is well, but it, then it doesn't feel real, even though right. it, it's functional. So to me, it's right. sort of trivializes the spirituality to put it in those least significant bits <laughs> or in the round off there. Right, right, right. And, right. and I think that that, uh, to me, people who sort of try to use quantum mechanics or yeah. quantum randomness to say, oh, well, that's sort of how spirituality sneaks in. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, to me, I find that very unappealing right, because right. it seems sort of a trivial, it's almost a leak into the system. Right, right, right. Um, whereas actually, I think that it's a much more robust Yeah. Emergent property of the system. So, 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 so again, I, I, I think that, that I'm just poking at you now. By the way, um, oh. it's, it's kind of like the tyranny of the majority. If you take the, the, it's often the trailing the edges of the bell curve where the interesting people and the interesting stuff is, and so the interesting things in life, I think, are the ones that are unexpected, right? And so, depending on to what level of granularity you're making it, it's possible you're just going to simulate the uninteresting parts. I guess it's possible. Um, 
but I see no evidence that it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, it's certainly possible in, in, in principle. Yeah. And and I certainly agree with you that, you know, the the information is in the surprises. And so the most interesting things are yeah, the the things that are hardest to predict. Almost by definition almost by a measure of information. So 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 getting back to your earlier point about whether it's useful to describe somebody in the mathematical equation versus something else. Um, even if you could simulate something using computation, in what cases is it actually... Well, right. Let's, let's, let's talk about where the rubber hits the road. Right, okay. right. Because this is often used to basically say, well, if you built a computer AI mm -hmm. out of electronic parts, mm -hmm. It somehow wouldn't have a soul. It wouldn't, mm -hmm. um, because we somehow believe, or people who would argue that would argue that well, there's something fundamental about the components out of which we're made that they exploit quantum mechanics. Or so the question is, you know, what do those people do? Okay, well, let's say I build a quantum computer instead of an electronic computer. Mm -hmm. Do those people roll over? I don't think so. I think that they're just using that mm -hmm. as kind of an excuse in the same sense that I mean, it's very much like vitalism. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a time when people thought that living things had a magic quality that was beyond the physicality yeah. of the parts that they were made of. Some people still think that. There are a few people <laughs> that think that. But that's, they, fewer and fewer people are clinging to that idea. Yeah, yeah. That they're willing to think of life as actually an emergent property of chemical interactions and electrical interactions and so on. And they realize that actually doesn't diminish what life is. It's still super interesting, it's still valuable, it's still, and it's just as an emergent property. And in some sense, it's more robust, it's more interesting to me as an emergent property than it was that if you were, you know, had some special, you know, sauce that you sprinkled into, which was. You know the the water right, of life, right? Or, right. right. Um, yeah, you don't have to add this constant. You don't, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to add the magic ingredient. It doesn't come out of the magic ingredient. It emerges right. out of the others. Yeah. And and so I think that this is exactly the form of argument that's happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in when people talk about spirituality and mm -hmm. artificial intelligence and so on. They don't like the idea of comparing themselves to a machine. Mm -hmm any more than they like the idea of comparing themselves to an animal. Yeah. And and partly it is because the machines we have around are so stupid mm -hmm. that it's sort of insulting to be compared to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so they like to think of themselves as something fundamentally different and better, just like we used to like to think of ourselves as something fundamentally yeah. different than animals. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so it's a sort of an ego mm -hmm. it's it's an ego bruise to yeah. say somebody's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think as machines get more and more complicated, more and more interesting, mm -hmm. then I think that will become less and less mm -hmm. insulting. And I think this problem will just kind of evaporate. I think this is entirely a problem of people's emotions about. Yeah. And that when machines start behaving in as rich a way as humans do, mm -hmm. it will become less insulting to be compared to them. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll think of nothing no, we won't need the magic ingredient to come from someplace right. anymore. But but if you turn it less as a like a secret special super thing, but more as a disability, that is a product of evolution 
and the Krebs cycle and all of this other stuff that we've inherited to be what we are with a very a lot of inefficiently designed things with all these constraints. It could be that machines aren't really like human beings because they don't need to be. And it may actually be, I think there's two things. One is machines might not be constrained with all these pathologies that we have. But secondly, it may be cheaper and easier to do certain computations in biology than in silicon or in quantum machines. And it, I mean, I guess the flip side is I'm not sure that we really need to or want to make human beings that we, we, we might want to do it as a, as a show to theorize but from a practical perspective it's kind of like airplanes don't flap their wings there's really no reason that a machine I, needs to yeah. have an ego or a sex drive or any other stuff. I, I agree with all of that and, and my comment wasn't as we make I didn't say as we make things that are just like we are right right right, right. I said as they become much more complicated and interesting yes, yeah, yeah. then it becomes less and they insulting be, to be comparative. And they may be interesting in ways that are very different than how we're interested yeah, in. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I think, yeah. I, I hope they are, yeah. because I think they'll make much more interesting additions to the world yeah, yeah. if they're smart in ways that we're not, and, and so on. Yeah. And so I would agree with you. I don't think we're just going to use AI techniques to simulate a human. I mean, you're right, you might do that as a sort of tour de force, but mm -hmm. I think the much more interesting thing is the things that sort of go beyond mm -hmm. human. Yeah. They may be much more spiritual than we are, yeah, and they yeah, may be yeah. much more moral than we are, and they may, you know, who knows? And and I agree with you. I think that's that's the interesting thing. But I think as they become much more complex, it will become less insulting to be compared to them. Yeah, yeah. and it'd be also harder to understand what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's already pretty hard to understand yeah. what they're doing, yeah. and it's hard. And and that comes. This, this is another thing that I think is maybe a bug in our thinking, mm -hmm. which is that. People are already under, pretty hard to understand what they're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we have a big piece of our brain because we're social animals mm -hmm. that tells stories, makes up stories. Mm -hmm. And so when we observe other people, we make up stories about how they behave. And so we imagine that as if they, part of our stories are some causes and effects. Mm -hmm. They had this goal, therefore they did this. And so we've, we have the storytelling construct, which is causes, causes and effects. And we model the behavior of the people like that. Then we, what we do is we take that storytelling construct and we model our own behavior like that. So we make up a story about us, mm -hmm. just like we make up a, mm -hmm. we make up a story about ourselves. So I think that's a lot of what consciousness is. Mm -hmm. It's just a little story we tell ourselves, right. kind of watching what we do and try to make up stories. Well, it's kind of a user interface to complexity, right? I mean, it's it's. I think that machines are going to have to interact with us through stories. And they'll have to come up with arbitrary stories to make you understand what, what they're thinking, like like what probably God, if there was one, would have to interact with us through stories mm -hmm. as well. And so, so it feels like stories are a, a kind of, and, and, and this gets to Chomsky in, in, in linguistics, is sort of a way to put concepts together in ways that are transmittable yep. and then parsable. And so it'd be interesting to see what stories machines, complex machines tell each other or whether they need, do you think they're going to need stories to talk to each other? Or linguistics. I think there's other ways of describing the world other than cause of, chains of causes right, and effects. Right. And in fact, I think chains of causes and effects works very well in certain kinds of situations and very poorly in other mm -hmm. kinds of, mm -hmm. of situations. I think increasingly we have to understand systems for which it actually is not a very good mm -hmm. tool. Mm -hmm. So I think that actually one of the more useful things that 
um, artificial intelligences will do this. They'll have alternate ways of understanding mm -hmm. other than changes of other than stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, they may also use stories, yeah. but I think stories is just a, a, tech, a modeling technique mm -hmm. that captures certain aspects of the situation. I think stories is particularly useful for describing people. Mm -hmm. um, it's only single-threaded lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but I think it's a very because it's so much a part of how we describe. We we tend to reify it, mm -hmm. and so I think our concept of self is just this. Story construct, yeah, 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 and and so we're actually not very accurate of describing who we are. We just have a little story about mm -hmm. about who we are, and and um, I think that machines hopefully will have a more sophisticated model than we do. Okay, it looks like we need to go, but thanks, Danny, and uh, and I'll try to fix the audio of the podcast. So. Okay, All right, great. Thanks a lot.